12 to 1 on Money FM 89.3. You're listening to 12 to 1 on Money FM with Adrian Abraham. Time now for our Australia update to get the latest headlines from down under. Joining us, as always, is ABC News journalist Jason Dacey. Happy New Year, Jason. I know you were 10 days into the month of January, but we haven't done this segment in a little bit. How are you doing? Happy New Year. I'm doing fine, Adrian. Lots to talk about. I'll tell you about my trip across Australia a few days ago, but uh, lots of news to start 2023. Let's start with property prices biggest fall on record now of course this is in australia jason why has this happened i mean what are the possible factors that have contributed to this record fall well adrian we've seen the australian property market slumping 8.4 percent since the peak in 2022 that's according to core logic and we did see uh, sydney with the biggest uh, fall of around 13 percent now, we have to put this into perspective because we did see a massive uh, increase uh, around you know, 30% in property prices once the pandemic kind of lifted the gloom from that. But it's a combination of things, including the uh, cash rate going up to 3.1% from 0.1% in April of last year. Also, there's uh, less supply on the market. People aren't putting their houses out there. And I guess uh, you know, just trying to get the money together for a, a very expensive Australian property has affected the way the market is going. I don't think it's too bad in terms of uh, where we were three years ago, just before the pandemic, but, you know, definitely the biggest fall we've seen in a short time, you know, over 8%, which is a bit of a shock uh, to people like myself who are homeowners. We start with property prices. Let's move on to the floods in Western Australia, South Australia and the Northern Territory and how they've devastated communities. Jason, how are people coping with these floods? I mean, what's next for them? Yeah, we've seen so many natural disasters in Australia in the last uh, couple of years with floods being the the main one. We're talking about uh, Western Australia, Northern Territory and South Australia, three different states that have been affected. We saw Prime Minister Anthony Albanese uh, touching down in Broome yesterday with uh, Western Australian Premier Mark McGowan promising significant emergency assistance uh, for those impacted by Western Australia's worst ever floods. That's the Kimberley region, which is one of the dry parts of uh, Western Australia. We also uh, saw Northern Territory, remote Northern Territory communities remain cut off by floodwaters as the Timber Creek region mayor calls for a new evacuation plan. Again, a very dry part of Australia. And we also saw a death, sadly, in South Australia, the body of a man found by police in the River Murray in South Australia's Riverland region, a 78-year-old local man found in floodplains, uh, you know, just in the last uh, few hours. So it's it's a pretty depressing picture. You know, where I am in Queensland and New South Wales, it's uh, been a milder than normal summer. Um, you know, so we have had a decent amount of rain in the East Coast, but this is different parts of Australia too. Last year when I spoke to you, uh, my own house uh, almost flooded in, in February of uh, 2022. So yeah, I think if you don't believe in climate change, then just look at what's been happening in Australia over the past uh, 12 months or so. Yeah, very serious issue is climate change and um, we wish our best to the communities affected. And the Gold Coast still in shock after a SeaWorld chopper crash that was on January 2nd. It killed four and left several others badly injured. Jason, what led to this incident? And can you tell us a little bit more about the investigations that have happened since? 
Yeah, this has happened, uh, you know, as you mentioned, just a few days ago as we started the new year and and SeaWorld is a a theme park, an amusement park on the Gold Coast. Many Singaporeans would have visited there. You know, we have a pass, my family, to visit uh, SeaWorld as part of the other theme park passes. So two helicopters uh, crashing, one was uh, taking off, the other one was landing. And as you mentioned, we saw the loss of life, um, four people losing their lives. And now we're Seeing, um, you know, uh, couples from New Zealand uh, who are sharing pictures online about their injuries. So, as we know, a lot of people from all around the world come to uh, the Gold Coast to enjoy these theme parks. And two New Zealand couples involved in the fatal helicopter crash on the Gold Coast releasing images of the aftermath and their recovery in hospital as they thanked bystanders for their care and heroism. A lot of Kiwis coming uh, to the Gold Coast to escape the cool weather of New Zealand. And, you know, we also saw British couple Diane and Ron Hughes, Sydney mother Vanessa Tadros and chief pilot Ashley Jenkinson killed in the tragedy last Monday. Several others, as you mentioned, left injured. You know, disturbing images. We saw this happening. Uh, I know everyone in, in Singapore would have been shocked and we were. I was shocked as well, you know, travelling around Australia. And I'll talk about my trip. I wasn't actually on the Gold Coast when this happened, but it's somewhere that I am very frequently. Very sad news. Uh, our best regards to all of those who've been affected. Something else that's been dominating the headlines this week is all about China and how multiple countries in the world are reacting to their arrivals. Uh, travelers from China to Australia require negative COVID tests before traveling from January 5th. And this includes your wife and daughter, Jason. Certain countries have not made it mandatory for them to um, you know, show a negative COVID-19 test. A couple of others have. What's the situation with your wife and daughter? Yeah, well, you know, um, my wife and daughter took their first overseas trip um, in more than three years since actually we left Singapore back in 2019. My wife originally from Hong Kong. My daughter was born in Hong Kong. So they went back there and also went to Japan. They did a side trip, so catching up with all the relatives. But while they were away, the Australian government announcing that um, negative PCR tests would be required for anyone traveling from China to Australia because of uh, the opening of the borders in China with people allowed to travel again, uh, you know, with uh, all the changes there dictated by Beijing. So yeah, my wife and daughter had to have their negative PCR test. And unfortunately, the airline they were traveling with changed the, the flight. So they were delayed by a couple of days. So they had to do the test again, and they're paying for this in Hong Kong. So they made it back fine. They got back um, early this week. But this is something that's uh, affecting a lot of people who are traveling from China, whether it's Hong Kong, Macau, you know, any anywhere in China. And it doesn't matter if you're an Australian passport holder or you know, a permanent resident, you'd still have to do these negative PCR tests and, and show that when you arrive. You know, it's good in many ways that we are seeing China tourism returning to Australia because um, a lot of um, our tourists over the past few years have come from China. So that's a positive, but it is a bit inconvenient. Uh, and um, our Anthony Albanese, the Prime Minister of Australia, was criticised because it went against the um, health advice from the uh, the Chief Health Officer of Australia that this wasn't really going to make much of a difference, but he went ahead with it. So this is what we're stuck with at the moment. Yeah, we saw the uh, the Thai uh, ministry, the health officials, pull off a, a U-turn, saying initially they wanted proof of vaccinations, but now they've scrapped that because they are more than happy with the immunisation levels over in China. And I guess we're going to see more countries uh, be a little bit more open because at the end of the day, you did mention uh, the tourism that comes uh, from a country with a great population at the end of the day, and that's going to greatly contribute to tourism um, industries around the world. Uh, moving on to some cricket, Jason. Um, Australia will be playing um, India. That's um, starting 
early next month. But this after they absolutely thrashed South Africa. Usman Kawaja left stranded on 195, joins an elite club of players who... Um, their captains decided to declare before they went on to get their double ton. But also, this match in Sydney, a um, lot of criticism falling on the venue because the last couple of test matches in Sydney have all been, well, I wouldn't say washed out, but um, ended up with no result. Yeah, well, I was talking before, wasn't I, about how wet and damp and cool the summer has been in the east coast of Australia, and that affected the the cricket test there in Sydney, my hometown, and that uh, ended up being a draw between Australia and South Africa, even though Australia were dominating the South Africans. Almost, I think, around two days of play was was washed out. But Australia winning the series 2-0 against South Africa after thrashing the West Indies in the previous test series and now heading to India, which will be a much bigger test uh, in terms of um, you know having to get a result. I think a lot of people are building up this Australian cricket team, but to be honest, I don't think they're that great. It's just the opposition's been so weak. So now this um, tour of India, Australia haven't actually beaten India in a test series in India in, since 2004. That's a long time ago. You were pretty young back in 2004. Adrian. I remember that. So, I remember that, yeah. Yeah, Thank so it's, it's a big challenge for them. And, and after that, they travel to England um, to face England in the Ashes. So that's always hard to beat England on home soil. So if anyone's listening out there, there are really four good, strong countries in cricket at the moment, and they are Australia, India, England, and New Zealand. The rest of the nations are, are pretty weak at the moment. So, yeah, it's it's not really great for those who love test cricket, the long form of cricket, that we have so many weak teams at the moment. And that's probably because of the advent, the, the surge of what they call T20 cricket, which is what we've seen in India with yeah. the Indian Premier League. The big money is is behind the shorter form of cricket, which is very exciting and entertaining and much, much shorter. Yeah, franchise tournaments around the world. And we're seeing that across, uh, you know, in, in these global competitions. Before we wrap this up, Jason, you talked about your trip to New South Wales and Canberra in seven days. Uh, these included the Sydney fireworks, a walk at the uh, Centennial Park in Sydney, biking with your brother in Jervis Bay, just to mention a couple of highlights. But for you, which was uh, the one that clearly stood out? I think it was great to get back with uh, my family, you know, with my daughter and wife being overseas. I decided I would take a road trip. I think watching the fireworks at my mum's place for New Year's Eve, uh, she lives on the foreshores of uh, Sydney Harbour. So I was actually working remotely for ABC and taking video of the fireworks. There's a 9 p.m. fireworks and then there's a midnight fireworks. So that was great. Um, also, yeah, I traveled to Canberra. I haven't been to Canberra for I think it was about eight years. So I went and had high tea in Canberra on Lake Burley Griffin at the Marion. Cost $70. I was with a couple of friends there and Got a lovely view of the lake. Uh, you get some great high tea. I know Singaporeans love their high tea. Also, on the way back, I, I I swam in the surf in Foster in New South Wales, which is about three hours north of Sydney with my cousin, who uh, he's a retired um, minister, Christian minister. So uh, he took me down to the surf. We had a surf there. So, you know, my, my I guess my motto for 2023 is not to put off uh, these kind of experiences. I, I caught up with people I hadn't seen for many, many years. And also my bucket list is to get back to Singapore. Uh, I haven't been to Singapore in about three years now, Adrian. So that's on my list. So I think everybody out there would agree with me. It's uh, with all these uncertain times that we have with pandemics and everything else, natural disasters, you never know what's going to be around the corner. So get out there and enjoy life and, and see people that mean a lot to you and, and just uh, you know have fun. 
Absolutely. Um, you couldn't have said that any better. Make sure that you spend time with your loved ones. Uh, make every moment count. We've been speaking with ABC News journalist Jason Dacey, getting the latest headlines from Australia. Always a pleasure having Jason on the show. Thank you so much for your time, and uh, we'll speak soon. Thank you, Adrian. Happy New Year to all the Money FM listeners. I do hope that 2023 is a, is a special year for you and a profitable year. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg. Or download our audio app, that's A-W-E-D-I-O, available on Google Play or the App Store.